Hey y'all, thank you guys so, so, so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On today's episode, I'm joined by Noelle Tolan to talk all about her new music, her musical journey, and so much more. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I know I really did. Talk to you guys on the other side. Hey, we're good. (laughs) Hey, Noelle, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. What have you been up to lately? I just released a single last week, so I've been promoting that and just shot the video as well. So, um, you know, super excited about it. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of running around like crazy. <laughs> so is, is um, the release season something that that um, excites you, or is it more something that intimidates you? That's the most important thing at the end of the day to keep on keep on learning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when did you know that music was gonna be the thing for you? Oh, when I was very young, I started singing as a, you know a baby, and the first time I sang in front of an audience, I was five, and it was in my kindergarten choir, and I just remember this visceral feeling when I would sing that I, I liked it and it felt good and it gave me confidence and it it was just something that brought me a lot of joy and I knew I knew early on I wanted to be a singer. Was there a moment where it sort of hit you that it could be more than just a dream or was that more of a natural evolution over time? That's a good question. I think when I started getting good feedback from people, you know, um, yeah. oh, that's a nice voice. It was like, oh, really? And <laughs> we all need a little bit of outside validation. <laughs> so true. You know, and I, I, I tend to be hard on myself, and I would compare my voice to my idols like Mariah Carey and Celine Dion and Trisha Yearwood and Shania Twain and... So I was never, it's not like I had a lot of confidence with my voice, but I loved doing it, and I, I wanted to push myself as hard as I could to just keep getting better, and, and studying, and understanding how the voice works, and, uh, and the mechanics of it, and I, when I was 15, my parents let me go to Berkeley College of Music for a summer for their six-week uh, boot camp. I guess you would call it, um, and, and and I just loved it, and I learned so much about music and my, you know, how the voice works. But it was also very intimidating because everyone there is so talented. You, you got the best of the best in the entire world at, at that school. So it was, but I also I think that challenged me to to keep getting better. I like to surround myself with way more talented people than I am. Way smarter. Yeah, you have to get to a point where it, it inspires you more than it intimidates you. Totally, totally. Did you always know that Nashville was where you wanted to end up eventually, or was that something that hit you later on? 
I lived in LA for first some time, and I always knew I wanted to be in a bigger city. And Nashville was always a dream of mine. And I was pursuing, I found myself stuck in LA, and I was pursuing country music in LA. And only through hindsight <laughs>、uh, did I realize that was not the place for me to be pursuing country music. And so moving here, Was one of the best decisions I ever made, and I've, I've really found my, my place here. People are really nice, everyone's so supportive. The, the, the community here is really strong and lovely and kind. And I felt like LA, it was a, it's a hard place to, to live. It, You know, I, I just、yeah. I kind of felt isolated there in a way. And it, it's a weird place to live because you're always in your car and the city's so big. And... <laughs> I didn't realize how unhappy I was until I got out of there. <laughs> That's the thing I, I hear from a lot of people that did both Nashville and LA is that the community aspect is much stronger in Nashville than it is in LA. Yeah, it's so true. So true. What would you say have been some of the, the bigger lessons that you've learned on your musical journey? Bigger lessons? I would say, I think the best, thing, the best way to approach anything is to have a childlike mindset and to be open to learning and getting better and not being too hard on yourself. And when you Do approach things with a childlike mentality. It's more fun. <laughs> you know, work,、uh, work becomes fun. And I've been practicing guitar and learning that. And I remember when I would try to learn the instrument years ago, I was so hard on myself. And I would just, oh, I'm not good at it. I, I'm not going to try. And one thing I've learned is that's like the worst way to approach anything. <laughs> Because everyone starts somewhere. And so, yeah, I think a big lesson for me is just to embrace,、uh, you know, my, my childhood, my childlike sense of exploration. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you get like, so bogged down in、mm. so many aspects of this thing that you sort of lose the, the love for it. That child. Totally.、Love. Yeah. Was that something that you had to like, rediscover over time, or was that something that you always. Yeah, I think when I was younger, I was always trying to be mature. And, <laughs> and while that can be a good thing, in, especially in, actually in any field, it's not just the arts. If you don't have fun with what you're doing, it's, it's not good. You know, I,、yeah. I started when I was in school. I tried to, every time I had to study for something or I had, I had to do something, the only way I could get through it is if I treated it like a game and that it was fun, tell myself that it was fun. <laughs> so I think it's something that I've had to learn, learn to do. It's funny how when we're young we want to be mature and when we're older and mature we want to、yeah. just, just be young again. <laughs> I know, it's not fair. Yeah, we're, we can never just, just be content with the way we are. <laughs> As I said, the youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, they're right about that. <laughs> yeah. So, on the, the flip side of the, the lessons, what would you say have been some of the bigger challenges that you've had to overcome? Oh, 
challenges that I've had to overcome. Hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> I've always been confident in myself, and I, uh, I'm not, I'm not shy. That's for sure. But I think one thing that I do, and it, it's not a great trait, is I overthink things a lot to the point where it can be debilitating and cause anxiety. And I've had to learn to just jump instead of overanalyzing and thinking, okay, what what are the possible outcomes? Okay, and how is this conversation going to go out? Okay, and I'll say, you know, my mind can race and just overthink everything, the littlest thing. And I've had to overcome that and just say, okay, jump. Like, make the phone call or ask the question or what have you. And, and I think that's something I'll I'll have to live with for the rest of my life because it's just a, a trait I have. And I used to be very, uh, you know, I wouldn't say obsessed with perfectionism, but I think inherently I push. I want to keep pushing myself, and sometimes that that can be a bad thing if you don't, you know, ease up because life is a balance. You can't just. You know, yeah. just strive, strive, strive. Like there's some give and take, and that's a big thing. I, I think I've had to overcome for sure. Yeah, I feel like with something like music, especially pursuing it independently, like you are, you kind of need mm-hmm. that little bit of perfectionism and that that always striving for more. And then you have to learn to to balance that with with the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's a creative process and. You know, sometimes the creative process isn't, won't, you won't get a great piece of art if you just are a workhorse. Yeah. And just, it, it, it's, it's a dance, really, with the gods. And <laughs> with God, with God. And, um, you know, one thing that is hard about this, really hard about this business is the rejection. Being, being yeah. constantly told you're not this, you're not pretty enough, you're not thin enough, you need to lose weight, you need to do this to your hair, you need to be better at everything. And it, being told that is really hard, and you have to build a thick skin, and that's something that I've had to, I've had to build, because I've had, you know, so many doors slammed <laughs> in my face. And it's just a, it's a tough business, but having, like, going back to that childlike mentality, having that has, has really helped me along the way. So how do you sort of tune out the rejection as best as you can? Uh, I just tell myself I'm not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> uh, if people don't like me, that's fine. I, you know, I... Yeah, that goes back to the confidence thing that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't really... I guess I just don't really care what people think. I mean, if I, I, I really want to make music that I like and that I want to listen to. And you, as an artist, you really have to do that. I've, I've never created a piece of art or done something because I wanted to please someone else. I just don't care. I make what I feel feels good. Yeah. And if people like it, that's awesome. You know, I, I, the whole point of creating art is to connect with people. But I think if you're not true to yourself, you're just yeah. it's not good for either you or the listener yeah. 
And I feel like that's such an important thing also today with all these different people trying to sort of mold and shape you into to what they want you to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I guess I just don't, <laughs> I just don't care. I think, well, there's a fine line. You have to be able to, to listen to people. Yes. And if, if some people, uh, there's a lot more experience and, and, and smarter people than I. And if someone has advice for me, I'll listen. And if it's good advice, I'll, I have, in the past, I've taken it and it's done me well. And other times I've gotten advice and yeah, I, you know, I've taken it and I've, it hasn't served me. And, and, you know, certain, you have to, there's certain people, you know, you think they ask you to trust them and your gut's telling you, well, I don't think so. But then you feel like you don't feel like you're like, well, they're way smarter than me and they're way more successful. I should listen to them. And then it it ends up taking you down a a wrong turn. So I think listening to your gut is really important always because we have, everybody has one and it's, it's important to listen to your north star. It usually knows. It usually knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like it, you'll have a, a bod- bodily reaction to things, and if you don't trust that, you're going down the wrong path. So um, I want to talk about your music a little bit as well. Um, yeah. How would you describe your your style for people that maybe haven't heard you before? I would say I'm '90s country with a little soul. And who would you say influenced that from, from both sides? Then? I would say I grew up on country radio, so I love, you know, 90s, early, you know, 2000s country. So Shania Twain, Trisha Yearwood, Faith Hill. Uh, and, and then my my father really loved soul music. So in the house, you know, Al Green, uh, Marvin Gaye, Aretha. So I grew up amidst this alchemy of soul and country and also singer-songwriters, you know, Carly Simon, James Taylor, I love. And I think what I love most about country is the storytelling. And that's why I just love the genre so much. So you just released a new single on Friday, Limbo. Could you tell us the story behind that song and how that song came together? For sure. I started writing that when I was in living in LA, it was during quarantine, and the verses came to me first. And it was the verse, the, some of the lyrics are, Joe, listen here, we've been going out a year. Uh, you know, where do we stand? Please make it clear. So the story just kind of came out of a girl telling a guy, hey, listen, what's go- are we in or are we out? Like, what's going on? And it's funny, the limbo, the, the name limbo and the word limbo didn't even, didn't come in until I was almost done writing it and about to go in the studio. Because the working title was Clarity at one point, and then it was Satisfaction, and I couldn't quite figure out what the story was. And I remember one day, I was sitting, I was talking with my dad, and I was telling him about the song. I was like, I don't know what where what the song is, and but we knew uh, the story. I knew uh, the girl wanted clarity, like I knew that. But I was like, that's just not the right vibe of the song. Yeah. And I was sitting there, I was looking at my lyrics, and I said, Oh, 
Limbo. It hit me, and I go, hey, Limbo rhymes with Joe. <laughs> and I said, Limbo's perfect. No one likes being in Limbo. I hate Limbo. It's the worst place to be. So that's how Limbo came about. And it gave me a lot of uh, a sense of strength writing it and knowing we can we're all in charge around destiny and if something's not serving you and it, no it, regardless if it's a relationship or a job or you're waiting on something it's just it sucks so oh, the yeah. one yeah you know right I know. <laughs> yeah it sucks so the one power you have that no one can take away from you is the power to leave even whatever your circumstances are you can walk away yeah. So a lot of times we need that little reminder. <laughs> yeah, you just feel oh, yeah. so stuck. Oh, yeah. It's it's the worst. Being stuck sucks. Yeah. That's a good line. <laughs> now that's going in the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so was this a song you always knew you wanted to record and put out there, or was it one that you sat on a little? Well, when I moved to Nashville. I decided I wanted to do an EP, a self-released EP, and I knew I had to do, I was going to do four songs, three originals, and I was going to do a cover. And I just set out, I got really focused when I moved here, and I I wanted to be the best songwriter I could be, so I just zeroed in on the songwriting process and just read as many books as I, can, I could, listened to all the greats, tried to write a good song and I just knew so I, I just wrote three songs for this and this was one of them so what's next for you I mean you mentioned the EP there so I'm guessing I'm guessing that's the answer yeah so I'll be releasing the full EP uh, very soon this is the Limbo is the third original track on it and the fourth song is a cover uh, called Poor Man's Roses, which is an old Patsy Cline song. And that will be the fourth song on the EP, and we'll be releasing that soon, which I'm really excited about. So I just want to do a little rapid fire with you before I let you go, if that's cool. Yeah. Let's do this one. Would you rather have 20 toes or 20 fingers? 20 fingers. That answer. I finally had someone say toes the other day, and I thought they were all off <laughs> <up> their rock. <laughs> I guess it'd be good for climbing. That's true. <laughs> um, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. I don't like, I like texture. If you could erase any word from the English language, what would it be? Oh. I don't, this word doesn't really bother, but it just came to my mind. Moist. Oh, that's another popular one. <laughs> Moist and crusty are the two that oh. I <laughs> Another word I don't like, I just find weird, is crap. I don't like that word at all. I just find it crap. Crap or crap, you say? Crap. C-R-A-P. Oh. I just don't <laughs> like that word. It just makes me cringe every time I hear it. Voice, I don't, it doesn't bother me, but crap, I don't like that word. <laughs> dream venue to play. The Opry. Yeah, dream collaborator, dead or alive. Uh, Patsy Klein. If you could only listen to three, one song the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, 
Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis. You're the first one that didn't hesitate on that one, so. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I love him. Um, <clears throat> it's the last one for you. Biggest, uh, most expensive impulse buy you ever made. Ooh. A guitar. At least it's something useful. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank My you. guitar, man. I'm looking at it right now. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time for this. Thank you so much for having me. It was so uh, great to chat course. with you. Of course. This was so fun. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Hey, all Thank you guys so, so, so much again for tuning in. If you liked what you heard from Noelle, be sure to go check her out on social media and check out her music wherever you listen to music. If you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and go check us out on social media at Worlds of Country on all platforms. Hope you guys liked what you heard. Talk to you guys next time.